or Meatloaf, episode 47, The Challenge. Hello, 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 hello. (laughs) It's so good to be back. As you may or may not know, last week was the very first time in 47 weeks that I didn't have an episode on this podcast, and the experiences surrounding that outcome have taught me, well, a lot. Needless to say, I feel like I'm approaching this week's episode from an entirely different, more humble place than the past few months, and I'm grateful, so grateful to be here. So let me try and explain, and I hope it all comes together because Quite honestly, my thoughts and my heart are full, and sometimes thoughts that are packed clear full are sometimes hard to weed through when you're trying to make sense. So here we go. As you know, my last episode was on being selfless. I've been noticing a lot of focus on self lately, and it led me to ponder this thought, that the divine inclination to serve and see to the needs of others is being muted as we focus more and more on our own wants and needs. Enough said. Immediately after I published that episode, I received an onslaught of information to exactly the contrary. So I have a life coach, as many of you know, and I follow many counselors and mainstream motivational speakers. And if you share that passion, you will know that there seems to be an entire movement that is kind of deviated from the generations of our grandparents. This ideology centers on the fact that self-servitude isn't selfishness. It's kind of a self-care above others care theory. And let me state that it's not altogether wrong. I even did an episode, Taking Care of Yourself, which is riddled with importance and truths that I believe. Well, because there is validity to both views, I began to doubt the direction of my episode on selfless equaling less self. If you remember, I did add a disclaimer, one that I'm certain of, that there needs to be balance and a way to incorporate the ability to selflessly serve by putting your own wants and needs aside and still taking care of yourself and not allowing yourselves to be a doormat and to attend to our own needs, like I said. But that can be such a challenge to find this balance. Am I right? Well... I may have bitten off more than I can chew with this topic, as there are countless ways you can look at it and strong feelings on both sides. So as I struggled with how to proceed, self-defeating thoughts and doubts really just began slamming into my head, kind of like a sledgehammer. I was thinking, should I take the episode down? Will I offend people with my ideas? And honestly, what the heck do I know? That's a familiar one that plays on real if I don't keep it in check. Anyway, that in turn led to thoughts like, why am I doing this? I am so out of my league. Oh, most of the time, I'm not an expert on the subjects we discuss, but I also try to give credit where credit is due. And as long as I try to align my will with God's, I usually do okay, because I've learned without a doubt that He can, and many times, uses this voice and all my crazy antics to do His will, if I will just get out of my own way. That was illustrated by the experience that immediately followed the post two weeks ago. So now pay attention to the timeline here because it is key. I publish each episode to be available on Sunday at 1 a.m. And then all day Sunday long, my thoughts after posting 
were less on the beauty and delight of the Sabbath day as they were on the insecurity I was feeling surrounding the post I'd just made available. And then, so many times it happens like this, doesn't it? Like a loving parent reminding his confused child about which way is up, I heard the voice of the Spirit penetrate my thoughts through the words of a song playing almost indiscernibly in the background. Thank heavens for the sounds of Sunday radio. So here's a question. When was the last time you listened to the song His Hands from the album Greater Than Us All by Kenneth Cope? This is the first challenge I'm going to issue today. If you want to truly understand what the word selfless means, go listen to that song and take a box of Kleenex. I'm not sure I've ever heard that song without tears in my eyes, but I am certain it's never hit me this hard. If there is only one tiny takeaway you ever get from this entire podcast, it would be to go somewhere quiet, alone, kneel in prayer, asking your Father in Heaven how He and your Savior feel about you, and then listen to that song. Please, please do that for me, will you? Right now, before you forget or just put an alarm in your phone with reminders for after the kids get to bed. Yes, I feel like it's that important. Are you hearing me, kids? That will speak volumes about how much they love you and how they feel about you and why you are worth everything to them. Hopefully, you'll also hear the message that I couldn't share clearly enough. It's what my heart wanted to express, that my words alone were just limited in conveying the very clear picture of what our Savior wants us to do and become, how He wants us to serve selflessly like He did, how He needs us to be His hands on earth to build His kingdom, and when we are overly preoccupied with ourselves, we can't do that effectively. When we're overly preoccupied with ourselves, we aren't being like Him. So whether it's a popular opinion or not, I got that confirmation. It's something I now know and something I want to work to improve in myself. So back to the timeline. It was Sunday evening and I saw clarity through the smoke and felt with certainty that this insight would be kind of a piggyback episode to being selfless. So I parked my fanny down and typed up my thoughts. They were just flowing effortlessly and I felt so guided. I was happy. I was going to have an episode a week in advance. What a concept and one that felt really right. And then (laughs) my week happened. (sighs) I was overbooked at work. I came home late every night, exhausted with no time or energy to do all the tasks that needed my attention at home. And before I knew it, it was the weekend again. Oh my goodness, my weekend was cram-packed. It was so full. We got to celebrate a new baby girl coming into our family with Mitch and Abby at a wonderful baby shower at our house, but that took a lot of prepping. Our youngest daughter, Allie, ended up having a kidney stone, so I got to play with her two-year-old baker Saturday night and Sunday. There were just lots of little beams of silver lining, but I got to rock two of my grandsons to sleep, and I won't soon forget little Luke's dark brown eyes staring up at me until they closed in sleep. Oh, that feels a Nana's heart to the brim. Anyway, despite how much I loved the weekend, Saturday night showed up, and it felt like I hadn't found one single second to wrap up the beautiful thoughts that I'd been given the previous Sunday night. And now I was out of time. 
Clearly, the Lord seems intent on making sure I practice what I preach because I couldn't find a second for myself or a second to wrap up my thoughts on being selfless. Isn't it funny how that works? The exact same thing happened with my episode on patience. And then the software crashed seconds before I pushed the publish button. Oh my goodness, that is how it works sometimes. The Lord works in mysterious ways, right? So again, like this pride cycle that we're all so familiar with in the Book of Mormon, I found myself sliding down a rabbit hole of frustration, feeling rushed and so discouraged. I would record something and the words stumbled out of my mouth like a muddled mess. Nothing was coming together, nothing at all. I'd try it from a different approach and it all sounded so wrong. Oh, I would get frustrated. How could something that at the time felt so right feel so utterly confusing? So I was getting upset, impatient, mad, let's call it what it is. And finally, with exhaustion and exasperation, I threw my hands up in the air, so to speak, and walked away. I literally recorded these words on Sunday morning, already hours late for publication. I literally said, well, people, this is real life. (laughs) And I got nothing. (laughs) Almost exactly like that. Oh, the episode was less than three minutes long, and it was pitiful. It was a dismal attempt to say the least. So for the five of you loyal listeners who heard it before I took it off, I'm sorry. Oh, I slept so fitfully and I took it off, unpublishing it and leaving myself a week without an episode first thing the next morning. Now, here we are with almost another full week behind me. And I've had some time to think and to repent for my poopy attitude and humble myself. And I feel ready to try again to work with the inspiration the Lord gave me in the first place. This time with a little bit more perspective, he also blessed me with. And hopefully this time I'll do better as I lean not unto mine own understanding. And you'll see what I mean later on. Because quite honestly, I don't have a lot of understanding in this area of my life right now. Obviously, I need help. I think I'm being selfless with my unpaid service to our growing business and all the other things that consume my time and emotional energy, but I'm practicing selflessness to a fault, and therein lies the problem. There is a reason we are taught in the scriptures to not run faster than we have strength. There's a reason we are taught in the word of wisdom, moderation in all things. There is a reason the great plan of happiness and salvation includes at its core opposition in all things. Oh, that dang opposition. (laughs) But these are places we learn. This is the educational classroom of life that lets us practice again and again and again, learning ever so clearly, line upon line, here a little and there a little. And I hope I'm not alone in my less than average grade here. Sometimes I feel like my granddaughter, Avery, when she was the star student of her kindergarten class, she wore her crown all day long. Then the following day, I got a call with a crying and disgruntled five-year-old. You see, her teacher wouldn't let her have some time in the quiet corner, which she obviously needed. So she was mad and had a bad day. I want to eat healthy, but I love chocolate. I try to keep the important things important but I need time to putter, clean my house, clear my mind, and I not so secretly love the Hallmark Channel for the same reason when I can find the time for it. I want to serve, 
but I need time for myself to care for myself with the same amount of love and patience I grant others. This is the balance and the lesson that seems to be eluding me at every corner. This is the challenge of life. The nature of man, the yin and the yang, the push and the pull, the good and the bad, it's opposition at its finest. Such is life. So how on earth do we learn and navigate this course? How do we find our way through this maze of opposition? How do we master the challenge? Here's a challenge for you. Will you write down the secrets that help you find balance and the things you've learned that help you serve and live a selfless life while still taking care of yourself? Then will you pretty, pretty please text me if I'm in your contacts or comment on my Instagram post? Yeah, the one I took down, but I'll put it back up on Monday. (laughs) My goal is to compile all the secrets from all the experts, you, and put them together for each of us to share in next week's episode, already titled Challenge Accepted. Doesn't that sound fun? My dad used to quote Napoleon Hill as we grew up, and one that I'll never forget is, quote, to every adversity there is a seed of equivalent or greater benefit, end quote. So my goal with the remainder of our time together is to support, uplift, and encourage all of us. Yeah, me too. Of course I can support, uplift, and encourage myself with a few lessons I've already discovered in my preparations. A teaser to next week, if you will. So the challenge is, how do we balance service, meeting the needs of others, and serving and meeting our own needs? Well, Mr. Hill, as previously stated, sounds pretty confident in the fact that when we learn to manage or overcome that challenge, we'll have even greater benefits on the other side of it. That seems pretty obvious, and that's what I'm looking for. And as I've been asking friends and family and patients for their insight, I can't tell you how many say something to the effect of, well, when you get it figured out, will you let me know? (laughs) So will you accept the challenge and do some internal homework with me? I saw this wonderful object lesson. And no, it's not the one we all use to teach the youth about priorities. You know the one with the rocks, pebbles, and sand in a glass jar. That's an oldie but a goodie for sure. This one, however, is a bit better at illustrating exactly what I'm talking about today. It's a lesson that clearly teaches that it's not the time you live, but the value you put into that time that matters. This would make such a good family home evening lesson. So you take an empty glass and a pitcher full of water. The glass represents your life and the pitcher represents the time you have in life. Some people only live a short life, sadly, some only minutes or seconds, so you pour a tiny bit of water into the empty glass. Some people live longer, pour a little more water, fuller lives even more. And some, like Methuselah, who the Old Testament tells us lived 969 years, live as much or more as you possibly can. So at this point, you'd fill up the glass with the rest of the water all the way to the brim. Then bring out a bag of collected pennies, maybe a dollar's worth or so, and explain that the pennies represent the value of our days, not the time, but the value of our lives. Now, we know that pennies in and of themselves aren't worth very much, but when we put them together, they can add up, right? When we add up lots and lots of pennies, we have lots and lots of value, Now start adding those pennies one at a time to the glass of water that represents the fullness of our lives. With each penny, state what that value is. So each rich and loving relationship would be one penny. 
the investments into our spiritual discipleship, another penny, the things that make us happy, they all get dumped into the glass of water and even the things that have been crushingly hard, but we've risen above and learned from have value, don't they? So the pennies represent the value of our lives and with each added one, you can begin to see what's happening, right? The water starts pouring over the rim. In life, it's not just about the time we have or the number of years we live, but the value that fills up the time we do have. That's what determines how full our lives will be. I loved this example because each penny has value and adds to the fullness of the glass. Both the service we render others and the service and care we give ourselves both add to the glass for our lives. It's clear that we need both. It's also clear, as I study, ponder, and pray, that this elusive balancing act is attainable. Thank heavens there's hope. Oh, there's always hope. We know that. So if you're a young mom, finding time for a bath by yourself without little fingers under the door and wails of mom, I know they seem impossible. That's such a challenge and for such a long time. If you're serving in a church calling, for example, that requires much of your time and effort, time and effort that takes you from your home and family responsibilities, that's a challenge. If you're the father who's feeling immense pressure to provide for your family in efforts that require much more of your time than you'd like, and you feel torn juggling work and family, that's a very real challenge. If you know how important exercise is to overall health, but you just can't find the time among all of your other responsibilities and then can't find the energy when you've got the time because you finally finished them, this struggle is also a very common challenge. In these and so many other examples, finding the balance is a challenge with capital letters and exclamation points. But again, I'm beginning to see with some degree of transparency that it's something I can put back into practice in my own life. And if I can, that means you can too. Like I stated before, I really truly want your insight, the expertise you've gained as the trapeze artist of your own lives. Each of you has learned to balance the high wire in one area or another, and I want you to share those tricks, the ones that have helped you, and if you're currently off kilter like I am, maybe you could share the advice you've gotten from others, the advice that you will implement as soon as it's humanly possible. Until then, can I offer you just a few tidbits of hope from the Old and New Testament to hold on to until next week? In Luke 5.16, we are reminded that the Savior himself would sometimes withdraw temporarily from all the needs of all the people. This certainly wasn't selfish. It's easy for us to see that this probably helped him regroup, recenter his focus on his Father in Heaven again, and pray and gain strength to serve with a renewed energy. Why then don't we grant ourselves that permission and that kind of grace? Hmm, think about that. And in John 10.10, we read the words of the Savior himself, quote, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly, end quote. The fullness of our lives comes not from the time that we live, but the value of that time. We need to serve selflessly like Christ did, but not all the time. In Ecclesiastes 3.1, we read, To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. And we need to see to our own needs. 
The balance is a challenge, yes, but the Lord wants us to live. He wants us to live and to do it abundantly. The definition of abundance is present in great quantity, more than adequate or oversufficient. And don't you just love to think of your life in those terms? I'm so incredibly excited about next week's content because you're going to help me to find all the ways we can implement the tips and tools that will increase our ability to serve others selflessly and serve ourselves lovingly. And I can't wait to see you there. 